Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits on Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, and a gardening boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who was on holiday again, and a man who supports a Stanley Cup finals team. Well, every human, Will, how are you doing? Buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. You, you, <laughs> you keep accusing me of being on holiday again. When when do I go on holiday? It, that's just our little an inside joke between me and you. Because oh, yeah, true. You claim... And rightfully so that I have about seven holidays a year, which is true, <laughs> thanks to my lovely wife. So, and I think this is the first holiday you've been on since I've known you, so, so I couldn't help but say it. That's very true. All right, all right. I'm with you now. I thought I was wondering if I'd missed something. But yeah, I had a little... No, no, no. little trip, trip down the old uh, Devon. Isn't that the first holiday you've been on since I've known you? Oh, come on, must be. Mate. You didn't even have a honeymoon, did you? No, I haven't had a honeymoon. Like, I went on, went on uh, my stag do, if that counts. No, nah, not really. Nah, but, it's not, that's not a holiday, is it? It's all they ask fucking work, isn't it? Just need to, when you come back off that, you literally do need another holiday. <laughs> need extra. I saved all my uh, all my annual leave just to recover from the uh, from the stag day. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to quickly talk about something before we get onto anything else, oh, like, which I didn't talk to you about. Yet. Have we talked about the Batman trailer yet? I thought we did, but I don't know if I'm just you know well aware of exactly how that conversation probably went. I just got to say, I am. Beyond hyped, more than any Batman film ever. Is there is there another one? How do you mean? Is there a, is there a new trailer or anything like that? Or is it just no, that, no, no, just that one. The one, yeah, the one, the, the the only one that was out a few like about a month ago. It's it's, but, it's reminded me a lot of um, was it Dark Knight Returns that that comic book? Yes, with the with the Joker gang, but this time it's like a Riddler gang, isn't it? Or is it a Joker gang still? No, it's the no, it's a, it's a the Riddler. Yeah, but there's there's that gang in there in the trailer. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. There is. Is that yes, is that, is that a Joker yeah. gang? I I think it is. Like, I think like, it is. like the Joker worshippers in um. Because it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely definitely gives me that. And that's what was confusing me uh, watching it because the sort of voiceovers and like all the allusions to the Riddler could equally just be the Joker. Obviously, it's not. It's the Riddler, but yeah. Weird. I read. I can't remember where I read it as well, but there is a, a possibility that gang could be another, like someone else's gang. But I think after what they did with the Joker, it looks like they are trying to make this Batman as ultra realistic as possible, mm. which is why they've set it in. They've set it in basically his second year of being the Batman. That's why he's not learned how to kind of manage his anger and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just still full of hatred and wants to, you know, beat up as many people as he can which I just think is amazing. And for those p- folks who don't know, I am just a huge, huge Riddler fan. He's my favourite villain. He's never got any kind of close to any decent film or th- the closest sort of adaptation that I've enjoyed the most was in Gotham, which I thought was a great story. But even that got too kind of kitschy and silly at the end. And I've always loved, I always loved the idea of, well, why isn't the Riddler just some psychopath serial killer who just tortures people? And he's a, he's a great character, if you get into the character. And they've done a couple of main arcs with the Riddler in the comics, and it's, it's a great idea that he can't help himself, but have to. he can't just kill Batman. He can't help himself. He has to try and beat him mentally with a trick or a puzzle or something like that. It's just That's just who he is. And I love the idea that he thinks he's the smartest man in the world, but he isn't. He's incredibly flawed, and I, and I just love that. And I think this is this is going to show that. And this is meant to be... This is this film's going to be Penguin before he's the Penguin and Riddler before he's the Riddler, and I just I just can't wait. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they, because because how do you do that? How do you do like a well-established supervillain 
but then show them before they're them, but have them not be the supervillain themselves, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, how can you, unless you try... I get it, yeah. No, it's, I think, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good point. And I just, I, well, I think what we see from the the trailer is that the Penguin, is just, he's just Oswald Cobblepot gangster before he kind of attains any kind of power. And same with the Riddler. He's, he is just Edward Nigma or Edward Nashton, as he's going to be in this. Oh, okay. And it's just about him torturing people. And there's something along the lines of he has links to some kind of issue in the government. And we find out that the Waynes were involved in it somehow. Mm. And that he blames the Waynes for kind of this problem. So he has to get to Batman to, to make that thing be kind of become known. Yeah, it's reasonable. But yeah, it looks it looks it looks good. It looks good. Like it, the Ben Affleck Batman was a bit of a yeah. His his Batman in in um, Batman vs Superman. I was in Justice League, but it was a, a refreshing change from yeah the Christopher Nolan ones. Not that they were were bad or anything. I really enjoyed them. But when you're seeing the same character uh, represented on screen time and time again, it's nice to change up the sort of feeling and the vibe and, and their representations. So having a more violent less calm and collected Batman. Well yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I loved the idea as well with the with Batfleck, which was the idea that this is Batman sort of ten years after the Christian Bale Batman. And he's just you know, he's just old and bitter and annoyed at everything and pissed off and he's now out of the other side of it. He's just kind of had enough of being Batman. And that I I thought that was a great idea. It it failed ultimately because well, there's just a million reasons, but I like this idea that, okay, we never see him after he's just become, we always see like immediately he's this kind of finished product and we need to see the learning curve he goes on, which I think is another cool yeah. idea. Well, yeah, that's the thing you, you either see when he's first, when he's not Batman and he becomes Batman, or like you say, when it's five years in and he knows he's like, what the fuck's going on? He's, you see the growing pains. He still seems quite accomplished in what he's doing, the, the Batman. But it'll be nice to have that sort of um, impulsivity that a young Batman could bring. Yeah, definitely. And something else I've not done for a while. I want to quickly uh, recommend the show I watched on Netflix, which I've not said I've not talked about for ages. But there is a an amazing documentary about the Challenger space shuttle disaster. Oh shit! And it's a it's a four parter, and I gotta say it's it's phenomenal, phenomenally done. And loads of things I didn't... Obviously, I knew about the disaster and I've kind of read about it now and again, but I didn't understand everything that happened with the inquiry about it and how NASA tried to cover it up. And even President Reagan said to the people in the inquiry, just so you know, let's try not to blame NASA for this because we kind of need them. So, you know, to keep that in mind, kind of thing, which was just a massive yikes from me. Right. But it's it's really good. And it focuses on... the. Up until the accident, I think three parts of it are just focusing on the different astronauts who went up, and obviously the teacher as well, who was going to be the first sort of civilian in quotation marks in space. Mm. And I've seen the I've seen the explosion, and I and I I knew what happened to it, like what happened to it scientifically and why it exploded, because I've watched shows about it before, so it wasn't a surprise to me for that. But having seen that explosion all those times, it's never kind of I've never really thought about it. But after watching sort of three hours of them talking about the people who were on there and what they did and their lives and stuff, when it then shows the explosion again, I really felt it. Like a real, oh, this is absolutely horrendously terrible. And I got this like incredible sort of sadness like wash over me. 
Well, yeah, it's, 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 I've got to say, it's well made. It's that standard thing of like, oh, here's here's somebody, I don't know, getting their head cut off. All oh, right, fair enough. Oh, by the way, his name's Jerry. Oh, mate, no. Yeah. It's awful. You had a family, you know. Oh, fucking hell. No, I know you oh, fucking God, didn't. Awful. You had a mum. You never guessed yeah. that. And once he took a dog it's for a, a walk. Yeah. <laughs> I got this real, I know, like a real pain in my heart. I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. This is so terrible. That, but that, it's, it's fantastically made and, and really well done. That does sound good, though, like exposing the more, not exposing, but um, talking more about the political background to it and stuff, about the political implications of it. Cause you, yeah, because space travel is inherently political, isn't it, really? And the idea was that we, we talk about sort of going to space and, you know, oh, they would, you know, they flew up on a rocket and all that kind of thing. Well, no, the idea with the space shuttle was that it was a shuttle. It was meant to be taking people back into to space all the time. It wasn't meant to be a, oh, this happens once a year type thing. They were meant to do something like 15 or 16 launches in that year. Because they were just like, well, once this once the space station's up there, we'll just ferry, we'll just ferry people back in too. This is awesome. And then after like three or four times, interest just kind of dwindles away. Because by the time you go to space five or six times, well, now it's boring. Because <laughs> we do it all the time. And then they were trying to like find new ways to get people involved. And that's why they said, oh, let's get a teacher on board and... You know, that'll drum up more public interest and all that kind of thing. It's fascinating. Really, really interesting. What's it What's it called? Yeah. Uh, it's called Challenger, the final flight. Final flight. So, there's something I was thinking about the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just one, what? one last touch on space travel. I don't know if you, oh, yeah. don't know, if you know. In uh, in the 60s, we went to the moon, yeah? <laughs> uh, or did we? Well, that, that's a fucking question. If we did. I've, I've, never, I've never really thought about how, how did they get back? I know they're just like landing in the middle of the fucking sea or whatever. Like, how did they, how did they um, launch off off the surface of the moon? Because you think about a space launch, that's fucking. You got thousands of people working on that shit. It's got to be fucking inch perfect or whatever. Everything's sorted out. And you're telling me that four fucking cowboys on the surface of the moon are like, right, get out of your <laughs> like a like a a self self building tent, a pop up tent. It's just a pop up launcher. Flapping it out, maybe inflating a little bit, and then off he goes. How did how did they get back? As we delve into two idiots discuss rocket science <laughs> here on the podcast, it's, it's, it's a shame we got we got nothing else to Go talk on. about. Nothing else to talk it's about. Strange, nothing else going on. It's a shame that my I've mentioned this before, but I do have a friend who's a, a nuclear physicist, and he did rocket science as one of his like he had to do something to do rocket science as part of his thing. And I'm I'm fairly sure I remember him saying to me is that the the pod that brings them from the moon to earth just is going through space so once you jet it off the moon it's going to go that direction you don't have to because obviously getting out of you have to get the rocket out of the earth's atmosphere and that's incredibly hard to do because of gravity and all that kind of thing whereas if you jet off from space you're not pushing against anything and yeah you've got got less gravity on the moon as well yeah and then once you're in the earth's atmosphere then or you like you get caught into it's like the gravitational pull or something like that. Like you're just gonna you, that's the way you will go. There's, it, so there's nothing to stop it. Whereas leaving Earth to the Moon, you have to fight against that. So it takes way more like force to get out of the atmosphere. Is it? Is I understand it? So so what you're saying is they sent them up, and their return journey was based on uh, you know a bunch of craft paper and a tea light, and they were going to make a paper lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong down there I mean, yeah. Pacho, Paco Cooks matches like come on come on <laughs> and maybe it was like uh, I think it's like planes 
I still don't. My mate is. He's explained to me a thousand times how planes work and how it makes complete sense that planes can fly. And I still say to him that I believe planes just take off on pure hope, which is which is like three hundred people sitting there going, "Come on, take off, please!" <laughs> like that, and it just wills itself up in the air. That's curvature of the earth, isn't it? Well, is it will? Just like, you, is it? You just ramp off, don't you? <laughs> yeah. If you just you just drive straight at five hundred miles an hour, at some point you'll just fall off. You just you just start going. You're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. That's it. Keep, planes are actually going. A taking a, a, a plane taking off is more flat than your car is driving on a more <laughs> more steady angle. That's some big brain thinking. Fucking right there. there you go, mate. Talk about four D chess. All right, let's get on with the show. All right. As we get into the hockey talk, I feel like I should say this just out of the gate. The because I'm I'm crazy about this kind of thing, but I do feel I should say this to the dear listeners is that the editing on this show will be minimal as it's a Sunday night and we used to record it on a Thursday. And with Will being away, obviously we didn't do a show, so if it sounds a bit worse than normal, I'm going to say sorry right now because I'm just not going to have time tonight to do as much as I as I normally do. It'd be wine. So there we go. It'd be absolutely wine. I feel like I got to get it out of there. <laughs> I think even even if you had loads of time to edit it, I'll be just singing championes in the background on repeat anyway. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Shit, dude. The Dallas Stars are three wins away from being the Stanley Cup champions of 2020. Fucking hell. Can you even believe it, mate? Not really. Like, it doesn't It doesn't feel... It's, it's one of those ones where, like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. Like, I don't believe it. But even then, when you when you like, like when I'm watching the game, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's happening. If that makes any sense whatsoever, and I think that does. I get it because I because maybe obviously you weren't expecting. I don't think any Dallas fan was apart from Micah. Shout out to Micah McCurdy who predicted it. But I don't think any Dallas fan would have thought they were going to be there. Oh fuck! So no. at the moment, it's it's still kind of dreamland stuff, isn't it? Is what it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and I think part of that being like an English fan as well is kind of rooted in the nature of like a playoff series. So like that was, I watched game one today and that's just game one, isn't it? It doesn't, each until it gets like an, an elimination game or a, a, yeah, an elimination game, it's not going to have the same feeling of a cup final as you and I know it. You know what I mean? Like you're in the FA Cup final, you're in the Europa League final, the Scottish Cup final, whatever it might be. And that's got that do, that's 90 minutes of do or die. Game one of, of any playoff series, especially the Stanley Cup final this year, where I don't think they, I don't think the Stars have played the Lightning this calendar year. At the very least, they haven't, haven't played each other for a very long time. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's two teams feeling each other out in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. I th- there's always, God, every, si- I've been listening to a lot of uh, Canadian radio and American radio during mm-hmm. the playoffs and it's it's amazing how many how many players or experts or you know people just commenting on the game after one game of a seven game series are just like well that's it that's it that's series over <laughs> like it's the first game like, how how is this possible 
Hey, I'm, you know, I'm leading. Even go on. I, I was just out. I'm leading more towards Tampa winning now than than the stars. Huh? <laughs> Shit, we shouldn't have won that first game. I'm <laughs> expecting a response now. Go every, every game they win, it's like, oh, what a dumb idea. <laughs> you're only yeah, gonna so you're stupid. poking the bear. I got quickly out of the way. I did put my official predi- I I took the stars in seven, and I sent that to you as well, and I put it on Twitter because I said this has got this has got shades of the the uh, 2011 Bruins all over it just pretty much outmatched man for man should not even really have been there couple of bumpy things along the way goalie that you think he can't keep playing like that there's no way at some point he's just not going to play that well and i said you know but i'm i'm taking the stars in seven mate, I, I really think they're going to do it mate as far as i'm concerned d- d- who'd i been had a fucking shutout in game 1 might as well yeah. have didn't they that yeah. fucking goal was a fluke the flukiest freakiest goal that i've seen in a very long time but uh mate, what was your what was your genuine prediction before it started what were you thinking i, I didn't really think about a prediction but yeah I, I, I just don't know like the lightning should win but then vegas should have won colorado should have won there were yeah, exactly. fucking three games in and calgary should have won like <laughs> yeah and and yeah I you've you've infected my brain dan because I, I i can't stop thinking and they went one seven and one to start the start of the year. It's <laughs> a sack there, Shit, mate. Do you remember that? I know, fucking millions of years ago. It's a sack their coach for being like lethally bald. Ricky Bonus is like just a fucking granddad behind the bench. It's like, oh, come on, kids. It's like 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 when you leave your kids with their grandparents and their grandparents, ah, like, oh, fucking whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I gave them forty five crunchy bars and a fucking ice cream for dinner. I don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> of what. Of course, you can have more cake. Except that's fucking Rick Bonus, and it's like I, I just don't. I th- yeah, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> it all makes too much sense for them to win it when you throw in Hudobin and and fucking everybody else, everything else. Oh, yeah, and that as well, the backup. Yes, yeah. coming in and stealing it. I think he's the the third oldest goalie to to, to start their first finals game. And he's fucking thirty four years old, the geezer. And as I said before, I'm a man of intangibles. I do not believe in fancy stats. And goals are clearly overrated as the Stars make the cup finals with a minus two goal differential, which I love so much. Plus, I love that so much. Plus one now, as we stand, just so you know. Yeah, who cares though? No one counts now. Now it doesn't count. It's a new series. Making the cup finals with a minus two goal differential. Oh God, I'm here for all of that. I wish it was more. Doesn't matter, mate. I wish it was more. Just get blown out on your loss. If you lose, doesn't matter if you lose by one or by a fucking yeah. eleven, does it? Still lose. Yep, still an L and an L column. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was hoping it was more than that. I was hoping it was like I, I wish they'd lost sort of seven nil, seven nil, seven nil, and then won the next four games one. <laughs> that would have been that would have been even better. <laughs> They've made the cup final of like a minus fifteen goal differential or whatever it is. It, it does sum up oh, like, like like we were saying, texting back and forth earlier. That third period for the stars was a fucking joke, wasn't it? Yeah, like just all right. We'll just shut down. We don't. We don't need to shoot. We just need to stop you scoring. Which I, I feel like that was the most extreme period defensively for for the stars all playoffs, and and that scares me. I'm, de- I'm definitely I'm definitely scared. Like I'm not I'm not one game in thinking here we fucking go. But uh, I don't know. I know what you. Uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, but then you echo, you echo back to the Western Conference final. Two games, you know, you, you're 2-1 up. And I'm still thinking, ah, nah, I don't, I don't believe it. Mate, the stars need to send Thatcher Demko a ring. Speak, because obviously we haven't spoken about fucking the conference finals. 
because mm. it obviously it, it normally would have had like a week to prepare but it was like Eater Comments Finals finished right let's go let's fucking get this done yeah, okay we're going can. right now is there, is there really a back to back in the fucking final yeah there is yeah there's a back to back Christ almighty We'll talk about Batman's press conference bullshit thing later. But he did say he did say that we we spoke to all the players and the majority of them were like, yeah, let's just you know we want to get this done and we want to get you know because it's the same for both teams, isn't it? It's not like one team's getting an advantage, so nice. it makes sense. I think it's fair enough. And we'll talk about this later as well. But they want to get it finished as soon as possible so they can start the new season as soon as possible because they have to. But we'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah, speaking of the um, the Western final, I hope yeah, like I said, I hope the stars are going to th- send Thatcher Demko a ring because. The Vegas just fell apart. Just, just broken mentally, didn't they? I looked at their goals per game in the playoffs. Right before he came in, before the Thatcher Demko games started, they were at three point seven five goals per game. When he came in, they went down to one point four three. I, I still can't believe the, the guy saved a hundred hundred shots out of hundred and one in three games. Well, yeah, wasn't like wasn't like hundred and four out of like hundred? Yeah, hundred out of. That's just mad. It's just fucking, mad. Fucking mental. Absolutely mental. And, and that was it. The wheels came off. And Vegas just had no... I don't know. And then they came, then they come up against like this Russian juggernaut. <laughs> like, he's a Kazakh, 35, actually. However old he is. Oh, is he Kazakh? Oh, I thought he was Russian. No, he's Kazakh. I think, well, he's, I, I think he, he, he counted as Russian because he was USSR when he was born. Oh, okay. okay. So I think he's eligible for Russia. <laughs> That's how old he is. Yep. His, his country didn't exist when he was born, which is impressive. That's amazing. Even better, even better. Fucking Dobby's the best. What, He's the best. What a fucking legend. What a fucking legend. It's um, yeah, it was weird with that with that Vegas series because yeah, it just didn't have didn't have any finish. But, it just Vegas just squibbed out. They just squibbed out and they just I don't know. They just ran out of. I, I can't. I can't. Oh, fucking hell, as we say, the hockey's fucking mental, isn't it? It's just you, you don't know what's going on in there. It's just insane. I think it was last time we spoke. We were talking about that game one, that one nil. With like fifty-seven minutes of no goal, <laughs> you might be right. And they they just looked fucking shit, didn't they? And that kind of carried on in a way. I never really looked that to go good. Down to nearly to go down to nearly averaging two and a half goals per game less. I can't even quantify that for you. I can't even. I, I couldn't even explain anything about that. It's not even like they had any injuries or anything. No, no. Not that they've got superstar goal scorer. On their roster necessarily. Obviously, you know, Riley Smith knows how to put a puck in goal. So is Marsh, so, so is Stone, Pacioretty, etc., etc. But it's not like they've got a fucking an OV or a fucking Line A or a Matthews or whoever it might be. You're right, yeah. They haven't got that guy. It's it's a lot of committee, but it's such a good but, committee, though, isn't and, it? And that's the thing, like, in a, in a way, it's not like they had that player and then lost him. Nothing really changed. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. I know they they looked like they like they had a blunted edge. They just didn't know what to do when they got to final third. <laughs> you know, around around the net, they just didn't know how to put the puck in the fucking net. Well, uh, quickly touch on these final. I I I do think it's going to be. I think you guys will have definitely have benefited more from like the the rest versus rusting. But I definitely think you guys will have benefited more from the rest because the Islanders, after that first game that we talked about, which was obviously just you know a ridiculous. We'll burn the tape on that one because we're just knackered, but. After that, man, I mean, the Lightning had to really, really grind for that. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders played them super heavy, super heavy, lots of... I mean, they have, they were fini- the Islanders were finishing their checks with a vengeance. And I just think the next game is going to be super interesting 
because I think the Lightning suffered like the Islanders suffered in their series, in that they were just probably knackered out, went to OT again, and were just thinking, oh my God, now we've got to play in the cup final against a team who's had sort of like four or five days chilling out time and, you know, getting ready to go. But I think the next game's going to be key. Definitely. But like the, the game one started physical, more physical than I thought it would be. Like that, that was, I don't know, there was like fucking 90, 95 hits in the end of, at the end of the day. Ridiculous, and and there were there was some nasty shit going on. Obviously, yeah, there's, there's the the intensity is going to pump up a bit because it's a cup final. But like, fucking get it go! It was nastiness after the whistles. Proper, there's some rude hits on point and Hayskin in and stuff like that. Like, did you see the hit that led to the first goal? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! Like that was that was something else. And like Barkley Cadro was running around like a fucking lunatic and Pat Maroon trying to fucking assassinate people. Like. Yeah, it was. That's, it, I'll, I want to. I want to quickly touch on. Go on, that. hit it. I think, you know what, the lightning, the lightning that come across as like these darlings that like, oh, these high, you know, high offense, blah blah blah, like Kucherov, beautiful, Braden points the new guy, and but that's that's sneaky fucking under the table dirtiness, and what Maroon did, flipping the puck into the bench, that's a that is a fucking greasy cunt move. That is, I do not like that at all. Nah, because at all, what what are you doing? You you're firing the puck at defenseless people who realistically aren't expecting it and not and you know what on the ice if this is going to sound crazy after all the things i've fucking railed against on this show on the ice somewhere deep down part of me okay you're on the ice you're a player you know you're going to get hit sometimes i can i can't accept it like some of those like the way some hits occur but it is part of the game Mm -hmm. but what if that fucking puck hits a coach or like you know like the fucking kit man or fucking whatever that's not part of the game. Those people are not meant to be involved like that. Yeah, he's not. He's not in the war. I think war, is doing he? that's just fucking greasy as shit. I think the refs, the refs, fucking like wussed out of it a bit for me. Yeah, they gave him a ten minute misconduct, but give him the ten plus two, like because because to an extent, yeah, all right, Pat Maroon's not available for ten minutes, but that's not hurting the Lightning as much as it's not. It's not really hurting the Lightning as a team. I wouldn't say. As, you know, obviously, being down a man on your bench, you know, shortening your bench by one is an issue, but I don't think it's as much of an immediate... It doesn't give the Stars much of an advantage, necessarily. No, you're right. Should have been. Should... And, but you know what? Like, towards the end of that game, Kutroff, you could tell, was losing, losing his head a bit, wasn't he? You oh, could yeah. see it. Yeah, it was getting, getting really nasty. Really, really proper, nasty. Yeah. Which is going to be good. I'm looking forward to him um, throwing an elbow, kneeing somebody in the back of the head uh, on, uh, on tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow night. And, uh, I look forward to game two. Shades of Avalanche Red Wings. Fucking exactly. Exactly. Just <laughs> Let's go. Get Kutrov suspended. Get uh, get Braden Point out injured. And um, bada yeah. bang, bada boom. And it's yours in, it's yours in four games and it's sweet. Beautiful. Gentleman sweep. Let's have a... Go on. We'll give, give him a gentleman sweep. Give him the one. Yeah, give him a gentleman sweep. That's fair enough. Let's have a quick... <laughs> we'll have a quick uh, Consmith chat just because it's kind of silly and fun to do it at the start. To me, it's four players... So it's obviously Dobby or Miro for you guys, and then Point or Kucherov for Tampa. You with that? Yeah, I think I'll give you that. Like, uh, I'd, I'd want... Is there a shout, right? Oh, okay, okay, here's the question. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Sorry, I've just inter- just fucking <laughs> asked you a question. Inter- interrupt- I'm, started to answer it. I I'm getting my words you out, and you're like, right, how about this instead? Fuck this. Sorry, I'm not sorry. interested. Go on. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested to, to... Yeah, I'd consider swapping out Kucherov for Vasilevsky, but he's not, he's not really a sexy okay. pick. Do you know what I mean? He's just been really fucking True. good. He's just been really solid, really, really solid. Like, has not made a mistake, really. 
that'd be the only the only sort of especially you know you've got Point and Kucherov you know just two skill high scoring similar type of player do you know what I mean not to say that I should take away from them but to, to add in like a different flavour to the consideration for for Tampa yeah and I'd go with that but again he's always going to be overshadowed isn't he by Point or Kucherov or Hedman yeah. Hedman would be ahead of Hedman would be the next guy for me who would get it I'm not saying it would mm. I, I would pick him but Hedman would be next. It's a problem where you're like, no, either point or Kucherov. If you're a really good goalie on a really good team, like you're never going to look as good yeah, as true. you should. Yeah, you're never going to get as much love, are you? Even if you do all the right things and play properly, yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, well he should do. Okay, of course, great. He, of course he did. If he goes seven, if he goes seven, could you see a player from a, the the losing team winning it? And I'm thinking specifically of Hudobin. If the Lightning win it and it goes seven, I think if anyone is going to do it, it'd be it'd be Hudobin. I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it. I think if if Braden Not, if it goes seven and Braden Point stays in in for those seven games, then it's going to be Braden Point. Yeah, I think you're right. Just because of the the injury sort of uh, storyline around it as well, they're fucking suckers for like oh he got all banged up and he stayed stayed in, carry producing, yada yada yada. Thick skull goes boom, like that sort of thinking. I know we do this all the time, but from the Islanders, Adam Pellick was playing with like a broken hand. <laughs> or like a broken wrist or something for like the past two months or whatever. I'm like fucking hell, you kidding? I'm 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 kind of going the other way on on these injury proclamations now because I'm starting oh, okay. to think like, all right, yeah, you had a, uh, you know, it was technically a broken hand, but why is a fucking two millimeter long hairline fracture? It's like yeah, it's legally broken, but fucking whatever he gives a shit. That's what I reckon half of these are. Yeah, you know what? I don't hate that take. I don't it, hate that take. It's, it's not, because, yeah, it's a good point. Because if his hand was fucking snapped enough, if it was properly broken, he he ain't going to be able to use it, is he? No, you're right. So it's I think it's I think it's all fucking spin, isn't it? Actually, actually, yeah. You should say that every when you get eliminated, every single player on your team was injured. That that, that way, the fans can go, well, we all our players are injured. We weren't bad. They were just always hurt. So yeah, I had it's not their fault. I had this thing with my hand where like just. My finger felt really weird. Like it didn't hurt. It just felt odd. I'd like I had a splinter. I think it was like really like a, I had a paper cut. <laughs> I couldn't grip my stick properly. I got, I got this really nasty spot on my chin before game seven. And it just <laughs> just ruined my focus. And out of a shave because of it, and it ruined it because obviously the curse of the beard came back to get us. Is Matt Dumba's time in Minnesota? Coming to an end. Of, of, of course it is. Of course it is because he fucking spoke out against racial injustice, and the only other person who's ever done that before him um, doesn't play in the fucking NHL anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Matt Dumble wasn't as good as he was, he wouldn't be getting a fucking second contract. Oh, and uh, sorry, all due respect to Devontae Smith Pelly, who I'm fucking forgetting, who said he wouldn't go to the White House. And um, last I checked, plays in fucking China. Was banished. Banished because he's a commie. Well, he's a, <laughs> a fucking well. Yeah, he's not he's not even allowed to play in the AHL. He has to play a fucking Kunlun Red Star. Yeah. He has to go and play with the dirty commies. So yeah, so Matt Dumber is gonna get the uh the worst punishment you can get as a as an actually skilled AHL player uh, and be traded to Winnipeg <laughs> for Adam Lowry or or more fitting for Andrew Cop. Thank you. Thank you very I was much. Say, isn't, isn't he being punished enough now by being forced to play his games in Minnesota when they'll be the season? I mean, that's bad enough, but like, I think Winnipeg's just the worst Minnesota, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good, that's a good point. How, how, think of that, uh, oh, go on. How can you punish someone when they're already playing in Minnesota? It's a problem. When they're already being punished. That Jonas Brodeen contract's a bit rich, isn't it? Mate, fucking hell. He's a 75 <laughs> in your 
seven years as well. That's the one. Like I heard, I heard the cap here. I was like, right, he's a very good player, but he's getting on, and that's pretty rich in in this economy, Dan. In this coronavirus affected economy, <laughs> seven years. That's mental. So they're going to pay him to his, and it's, it's a it kicks in after next year, doesn't it? Yes, as far as I know, it does. Yeah. So, so he's going to be uh, thirty-five years old and earning six million dollars against the cap. Like, that's not, that's not it. Like, he's he's a bit. He's like a um, Nick Jolmerson light, isn't he? Or uh, I like that. I like that because very good defensively, but the offense has just never really been there, has it? Really do. Yeah, you're right. 20, well, yeah, 20, I mean, Bill Guerin has him as an elite defensive defenseman. Yeah, which is, which is good, but you don't pay for that. You pay for the points. It's what's that called? Bro? Well, oh, yeah, but hang on, hang on. Go on. Do you though? All this talk about Petrangelo at the moment—he's not an offensive juggernaut, is he? Yeah, he puts a. Didn't he have like fifty points this year? Come on, he had the same number of the whole. I'm certain. Yeah, all right, you're right. Yeah, okay, okay. Is yeah, that right? I want to make sure that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not fucking. He's not. <laughs> I'm hoping now we had eleven. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's still the same number as Ten Hall. Um <laughs> Good point. Uh yeah, I was too busy looking up the TSX Home's uh, contract, which is three point seven five million dollars, and I'd argue he is a much better defenseman than uh Jonas Brodeen, personally. I don't hate the idea. I keep forgetting that Seattle is right around the corner. I keep forgetting about that. And I keep forgetting about okay, teams have got to protect players. So Ryan Suter and whoever the other one is, I cannot remember Sorry. his name on the wild, already have no moves. So that's two defensemen. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant Zach Parise. No, move. no, 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 no defensemen. So they have three defensemen on Jared no Spurgeon. moves. So obviously, yes, thank you. So unless you're going to protect eight skaters, or what was it, ten, was it ten skaters or something, instead of like, you know, seven forwards. And yeah, you can do eight. There's nothing you can do then. Like Matt Dumba's going to be picked and the odd man out. And it looks like teams with Seattle are trying their absolute damnedest to not have to make those deals that Vegas made, which is Ve- which is Seattle saying, all right, fine, we won't take Matt Dumba, but we want X player and Y player and a second round pick, so we don't take him, or we're going to take him. So I, I can I can I kind of don't mind the idea that Minnesota would then use Matt Dumba, trade him away because there's a fair chance you'd lose him anyway. And, and again, to be fair, his numbers weren't great this season. He had a real real down year, so. You know, and if they and if they can use him to re- because Minnesota right now is doing stuff. Yep. And I guess this will work into the <laughs> Okay. I guess this will work into the Eric Stahl Marcus Johansson deal. I think they're just trying to change that locker room around more than anything else. And if you've got three defensemen tied up on no moves, there's not much you can do. So use Matt Dumber. Okay, we can at least get a decent return on this and get some more plays into this locker room. Because they've got to change it around because they've just been treading water for so many years now they need to need to freshen things up yeah, you've, you've got to roll the dice and say right this team aren't going fucking anywhere so a, cha- a change is as good as the rest sort of thing even, even yeah. though say Marcus Johansson isn't as good as Eric Stoll has been the last few years you've got to do fucking something haven't you yeah exactly Which and you've got to pay something to get something <laughs> yeah I don't know I, don't know. I, don't, I certainly hope that Marcus Johansson wasn't the fucking target for, for that trade. Do you know what I mean? I hope it wasn't, I really want Marcus Johnson. And then Kevin Adams, is that his name? Kevin Adams? Kevin yeah. Adams saying, all right, Kevin, Kevin Y, saying, uh, oh, okay, it will cost you fucking Eric Stoll then. Because that's, that's not it. 
but I can understand the idea of right, let's trade Eric Stahl. Let's not re-sign Miko Koifu. <laughs> let's let's tweet out that we're not going to re-sign Miko Koifu. Fucking <laughs> thousand games. Cheers, Miko. See you, mate. See just you, mate. just so you all know, um, franchise legend, not coming back. I'd love to say more, but I've run out of characters. See you later. <laughs> Fucking that's that's cruel. Dude, what we've been saying, I mean, the, well, everyone's been saying the, the past kind of few weeks, there's going to be a lot of players out there who you're going to get on decent deals because they're not going to be able yeah. to sign, you know, they're not going to be on clubs. Miko Kruv is one of those players. Yeah, cool. If, if you get him on that traditional old God. guy fucking contract, you you could do worse yeah. for a full flying centre than Miko Kruv. You fucking hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get Miko Kruv on your fourth line. Oh, my God. S- slap him out there to win you a face off and then fucking deal. get him off the ice. Bosh. That'd be good. He... He's gonna. I I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Miko Kuvi is gonna be one of those guys in sort of 10, 11 months that we're just saying, fucking hell. How did they get? Me, how did they get Miko Kuvi on that fourth line for this much money? For nine hundred grand. Because there's, and there's gonna be loads of players like that. I like the uh, as we sort of transition to the Eric Stahl deal. I like I like the move for Buffalo more than for Minnesota. I think that's a. I like that. Like a leader type in the room, someone who can help Elk Eichel develop a bit more. Him and Jeff Skinner play yeah. together. Maybe that's something that can work there. He knows Kevin Adams, which is something that obviously people always look to. Get like a, a voice in the locker room that will sort of go along with what you want to say and get your ideas out there. I, th- I think it's a smart he's, deal. He's fucking old as shit, but he still had 47 points last year, which yeah. is crazy. Crazy. And yeah, you could, to get rid of... Is it, where it's a one-for-one, one, it's so easy to, to compare the two players. Because that's exactly what it is. There's no, all oh, the second round pick and what if that becomes fucking X, Y, and Z. Like, no. Eric Stoll is a much better player than fucking Marcus Johansson is. Not that Marcus Johansson's a bad player, but Eric Stoll is much better. And yeah, you're you're running the risk that he might drop off a cliff as he is, you know, wanting to do at 35 years old. But there's only one year left on his deal. Yeah, they both yeah. Have And he's worth $3.25 million against the cap. Fucking hell, like... Even if you get stall on like a, a natural decline, you're still going to get your money's worth for that. And like you say, the the sort of um, off ice impact. Even even if you don't think of like traditional intangibles, it is. I don't want to say teach them how to win, but like wrangling this roster, not with, not just with an old player who's been in the league for ten years. A player who's fucking good. Was he? He was on that uh, 2016, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cup winner. Team Team Canada player, fucking X, Y, and Z, really good player. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a great great move for Buffalo. Just quickly, as we before we get off Buffalo, there's, do you know how many forwards they've got signed for next season? Oh, was there like eight or something? Four. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God, that's so. I mean, you can, I mean, cap space is a real big. You know, that's a that's a big sort of give you the ability to have some power in this league especially if it's a flat cap and teams looking to offload players and that kind of thing they've only got 47 million Mate. tied up for next year sign, sign your RFAs and so they could... burn the rest what What do you want with fucking Wayne Simmons Vlad Sabotka <laughs> fucking maybe bring Johan Larson or, or Zemgis Gergensons back because they're perfectly fine bottom of the lineup kind of players but fucking hell mate that's a lot of shit you're getting rid of which is good that's oh, that's definitely men- definitely yeah, I mean they've got a chance. It's they got a chance. Like something it's mental. They've got four forwards signed for next year, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and two of them <laughs> Carla Poso and Jeff Skinner. Like I said to you, like I said to you, I could give a fuck who wins the cup now. Just get me to free agency. That's all I want now. Let's just, I want the craziness that's going to be sim, this year. Sim the rest of the year. Let's get the exciting stuff going on. <laughs> just do what the Wild have done with Miko Kruvu. Just sim the rest of the games. Just have the NHL tweet out, congrats Dallas, you've won. Brilliant. Free agency time. Let's go. Before I forget, because I really wanted to say, you know what I fucking love about this bubble situation? What's the bubble, what bubble situation? Well, just because they're in the bubble and that, so they're doing slightly different situations, slightly different things with the the like games and that and the presentation. Oh, so ha- okay, yeah, go on. Having the fucking Stanley Cup on on top of the fucking Donald Plinth in the middle of yes. the arena. It's like, mate, that was amazing. Like fucking battle royale type shit. Like <laughs> here you go. I love it. Like it's it's like it's like it's like it's a fucking Caligula yeah. sat there watching over the players, and every now and again the Stanley Cup just puts its thumb down and goes, yeah. "Kill him, yeah. Kill him. <laughs> mate." That's fucking. That's some cool shit. That's some really cool it shit. What it is like some cool. dystopian. It's like some dystopian shit where the Overlord is like, what? It's like fucking Mad Max. <laughs> like the so, Overlord just looking down on all the peasants fighting over it. <laughs> but it, but it's even more dystopian because the Overlord is just of a silver cup. <laughs> yeah, all <hail laughs> just like the worshiping this all fucking cup. Ah, we are not worthy. Oh, it's fantastic. No, you're what? right. You're fucking right, mate. That was. I forgot about that. That was amazing. On on the flip side of that though. Did you did you watch like all the intro to the to game one and that? No, mate. Mate, so they did all this like intro like you normally would with the standing up final. Like if they had fans in the arena, you'd have something on the fucking jumbotron and that. And oh yeah, yeah. They did all of that shit in the arena, <laughs> so you got no fans there. You got the players standing around awkwardly while all those big screens are playing like fucking highlights and shit and saying like. This is the greatest thing and like all that fucking nonsense. I was just like, thinking, like, weird. mate, play it on my telly for me because that's what it's for. It's for the fans at home. Like, fair play, play it on my telly. But why are we subjecting these players to like just standing around pretending there are people in the fucking arena? So they got to do that. Then they got to stand there. For, they've been standing for like fifteen minutes before the fucking game starts <laughs> with both anthems as well. Like, fuck you, hell. Getting cold. Just slide, just slide them out of stool or something, or like a little pop-up chair that they can sit on for two minutes while you're doing all that shit. Give them a break. Rather than just rocking back and forward, skate to skate, while looking at the, at the floor. What the fuck hell? Thinking, fucking hell, come on. Jesus. This is, and they, like, introduce the players and stuff. I just thought, like, mate, we don't... Just put it on my telly. Put it on my tel- telly. That's so weird, isn't it? That's really weird. It was, it was really... I felt awkward, and I, I wasn't even there. Yeah, but you're just you're just awkward in general, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm an empath, so so it makes sense. Yeah. I would feel awkward for for poor Jamie Ben. Did you see? Moving on from that, did you see the news about Yannick Duplessis, the uh, the 17 year old lad who plays for the Moncton Flyers? Uh, no. Okay, so he has come out and as a oh yes 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 yeah. yes yes. I just <laughs> want to say. I just want to say. God, before I make any jokes. Before you make some jokes, obviously. Before we make horrendous jokes. Yeah, credit that lad, because that is taking some fucking stones to do that, I've got to say. Like, that's fucking play to him. big. And, like, I don't want to, like, use him to vilify anyone else who isn't using their platform, who may or may not be, be getting in the closet or whatever, because that's a fucking hard situation to be in. But that kid is a fucking legend. Absolute fucking legend that's like a a sketchy thing for him to do do you know what i mean like that as much as 
you know, he's he's not he's not coming out in some country where it's fucking illegal to be gay or anything, anything like that. But like he he genuinely is putting his his um career at risk. His interpersonal relationships with his own team and his own managers and coaches at risk. He's putting a target on his back on the ice, and he to, to but at the same time, in spite of all those negatives, he is being a voice and a face and representation for any you know thousands of not not even LGBTQ plus kids, anyone in the LGBTQ plus community who is a, a fan of this sport sees right cool. There is some element of representation for me in this sport. It's a, and it's it's great that it's coming from a seventeen-year-old kid. In a lot of ways, it's a shame that there are more people who who feel comfortable enough to to do that. But by no means is that wrong on their part. But it's cool that someone young enough is like, right, I'm going to be part of the change for this next generation. That's fucking was it Yannick Dupuy? Dupuy. I thought it was yeah, Yannick Duplessis. I did this Duplessis. Duplessis. Sorry, no, again, I've... that could be my that could be my mispronunciation. No, no, I, th- I think no, I think you're you're absolutely right. Yannick Duplessis. Fucking hats off to you, bruv. Absolute legend. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Do some bits on YouTube, and if you can leave a five star review on iTunes or a review where you listen, that would be lovely. As always, we're brought to you and sponsored by Wave Intel. We are nearly done for this season, but it's never too late for Wave Intel to show you why everyone knew that the Dallas Stars would make the finals. If you like more swishy graphs and easy-to-read data than a kid's homework diary, then check them out. Wave Intel online and on Twitter. Being smart, so you don't have to. Former Blues assistant Bill Armstrong is the latest guy, uh, akin to something like Area 51, to try and solve the mystery in the desert as he takes over at the Arizona Coyotes. <sighs> I mean, he can't lose, can he, really? That's what I would, The first thing I thought was, well, yeah, you should want to take this job because no one expects anything of you. But is, is there not an element of, like... You're almost doomed to fail by taking it anyway. Maybe. But I've said this before. The the standard... Okay, so Cal Dubas, right? He's taken over. He just gets rinsed. Any decision he makes. You go on Twitter. Leave Twitter as a dumpster fire. Same with, uh, same with Vancouver. Jimmy Benning. You go on there. It's a tire fire. Because those fans are crazy. They expect success. And even the slightest thing that goes wrong, they just get killed. The Coyotes next season, if they just make the playoffs... As a playoff team, everyone's going to be like, oh, Billy Armstrong, what a job. What a job he's done. I mean, he's got to be for the GM of the year, surely. And that's just what he's do is make the playoffs. He doesn't have to win a round. And then he'll be lauded as some kind of hero. I th- you're absolutely right there, but I, I do think that, that kind of understates how hard it's going to be for the, the Coyotes to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's got a fucking ton of work to do. I'm not saying that. Like their first pick this year, the draft is like 110 or something like that. I mean, oh my god, oh my god, work out all those financial issues. I mean, fucking hell, it's a mess. That probably gives them an extra two years of shelf life, doesn't it? That's a fair point. You can phone it in until 2022, like literally, because of COVID. He'd just be sat in his (laughs) office somewhere at his house, just pick up, just pick up the phone. Him and him and Neil Warnock in a fucking in an office together. Like, away! I got pressed in away. Keep it quiet. What I found he- amazing was was reported by Pierre Lebrun. So shout out to Pierre. But Armstrong had a ninety-page presentation for the ownership that really won them over. Ninety pages. What did he put on those ninety pages? Step one. What? <laughs> yeah. Step one. Have good players. Step two, success. No, step one is no more kids around my ass for dinner. 
<laughs> I will not. No more invite. kids at John Chaker's sister's <laughs> stroke wife's house, whichever one she is. <laughs> no, I won't invite any prospects to my house, and that is a promise. No. Yeah. Step Step two. <laughs> Success. And, and so on and so on. Just rinse and repeat, really. Dude, if you <laughs> asked, if you gave me a year, right, if you gave me a whole year and you said to me, I want a 90-page presentation for how any team in the National Hockey League can win the Cup, this, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Even for my own team, I couldn't give you a 90-page presentation. Oh, mate, easy. I, I, I need to see what this presentation. I need to see it. What are you it. talking about? You just have one page for each regular season game. And then, what, you got eight, eight pages left to just cover the playoffs. Easy. Yeah, so it says page one, game one, win. Win. Page two, <laughs> game, game two, win this win. one. <laughs> and that's what it says. Page three, game three. Probably lose, but if you can win, also useful. Yeah, game. Yeah, page three, game three. Might lose, but we'll try and win. How about that? I thought the ownership was probably going, try and win. Oh my God, that's genius. <laughs> This man's so smart. Uh, Bill, you've got two game 55s in here. Oh, okay, we'll change the second one to 56, please. <laughs> they both said win, though, yeah? Yeah, they did. Okay, that's good. That's okay, good, then. Good. That's all right. The, the message is still there. Do, do forgive my typo, but the plan is still box solid. I'm open, I'm open page one. It said page one, day one. Wait till midnight. Move team to Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was the blues, wasn't it, where they were going to move to fucking Saskatoon in the middle of the night? Yeah, it happened in American football. The Cleveland Browns moved in the middle of the night to Baltimore. <gasps> the Cleveland Browns, Dad. You, you know what I'm thinking about, don't you? <laughs> I want to say yeah, but I don't think I do. Are you sure? Certain, yeah, I'm certain, sure. Certain Browns player? Certain, certain re- revelations that have come out since we last spoke? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about uh, Mr. Beckham Jr. O- OBJ. OBJ. <sighs> I always want to say ODB and then I realise that's the guy from the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> I always forget a, 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 lot less, bastard. a lot less um, surprising I think if it came out that uh, ODB was uh, I, 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 I don't say, say it I don't say it yeah I'm not going to say it that's fucking cool that's, we'll another, re- that's another reason why uh, <laughs> why NHL is not one of the most popular sports in, in America <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay 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 Who who is it Who's so, so? I think one of the one of the things that makes the o, I was going to say ODP as well, OBJ. So, one of the things that makes the Beckham situation more, <laughs> you know, more more funny is the fact that he plays for the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. So, what's the best combination of player and team and deviant activity in the NHL? I don't want to say the teams are Red Wings because that feels. Particularly uh, disgusting. <laughs> oh God! All right, I hate I hate it when people do this, but I've got a joke, but I cannot tell it to you on this show. I'll be an off the air joke. I'll share with you. I've okay. no, I'm not surprised in the slightest that you have a joke around that. Um, to keep it relatively PG thirteen, I I do like the idea of uh, Nate Schmidt being, in, uh, you know, particularly into like being painted gold. When he, when he fornicates like, like Goldman. While he's, while he's off his face on roids. <laughs> he's just a nice, nice little roid steak, a little roid tomahawk, yeah. and he's just painted himself gold. He's like, here we fucking he go. He stands there flexing in front of the mirror for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even a sex thing. No, yeah. 
No, it is, but with himself. It's just visual <laughs> sex on himself. He's visually fucking himself in the mirror while he's painting gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's nothing. There's nothing quite as uh, as perfect as like the Browns, is it? Unfortunately, I know. Unfortunately, not. No, nothing else. Nothing else works. You'd have to. It'd have to be something really tenuous for an NHL player. If you, yeah. if I had more time, I could definitely, definitely get to it. Because you just there are so many NHL players I just watch and I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking, yeah, I know you're into some fucking deviant shit. I know it in my heart. I know it. I can't prove heart. it, in but I know heart. it. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to name names for fear of reprisals or like a lawsuit. <laughs> but <laughs> is it is it too tenuous to accuse Zach Parise of being a furry? I don't think so. Allegedly, <laughs> dude. There's got to be such. The fucking the lives of the rich and famous, you know, like you just get all that money. I'm sure it just must fuck up your brain completely. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Probably, probably not in the NHL because they're proper two point four kids by the time they're those sort of fucking nutters who are married when they're nineteen and shit in it. Yeah, good point. But yeah, the other sports where you've got real human beings who are actually enjoying their money. Yeah, no fucking doubt. You get you get to you get to twenty five. You've had all the all the rampant fucking bachelor sex that you could possibly want in any manner that you could conceive. Of course, you're gonna to get to the point where you're like, "Wow, I've got to try that." Haven't I? Yeah. You start going to the strip club, and at some point, the manager comes over and says, oh, "I see we spend lots of money here, sir. Uh, yeah, we'll just come to this private room with me." Okay then. <laughs> and then you've you're been, off and running, aren't you? That's it. You've been upgraded there, son. Yeah. Which I can upgrade, sir. Yeah, what do I get with the upgrade? You'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of strip clubs, I uh, ordered a little takeaway yesterday. Wasn't sushi, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't sushi. It was a burger. Okay. It was a burger. Got a little takeaway oh, burger. Okay, okay. What did I just eat? So it was this, yeah, nice, nice looking, like, you know, not fancy burgers, but you know, burgers with a twist type thing, like fucking. Oh, nachos on top of your burger, mac and cheese in your burger, ribs in your burger, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be, that sort of thing. The name of this place was... <laughs> so this burger place is called Luck, Lust, Liquor and Grinds. Turns out it's not actually Luck, Lust, Liquor and Grinds. And it's not, in fact, a strip club that had a takeaway service, which is flagrant false advertising to me. Thank <laughs> The You're f- expecting some books and wench to deliver it. Is that the problem? You annoyed? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't annoyed. It was putting me off ordering because I thought, mate, I can't order food from a fucking strip club. Like, that's... <laughs> to, to eat in a strip club, as far as I'm aware, is bad enough as it is. But to order fucking takeaway from a strip club... Well, here's the thing. This, weirdly, the strip club culture over here isn't a big thing, is it? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, the, the strip club culture over here is you just go to the strip club for your stag weekend... And or your, or your bachelor parties, other people call it, and that's it. But in America and Canada, I hear all the time stories about guys who just go to the club. Yeah, we just went to the club for a couple of hours. And uh, there's loads of places in America where the strip club food is meant to be amazing. It's meant to be really, really good. Whereas over here, you could bring me food in a strip club over here that's been vacuum sealed by the president of science from like <laughs> fucking the president University. of science. <laughs> You're not trying to get that though. What, what makes him? He's he's the fucking dean of the College of Science in Cambridge University. What makes him any good at fucking vacuum packing? I know, but I'm just trying to say, like somebody at an immense high level who has made sure that this meal 
is so well preserved that it's like it's literally not been touched by any outside air at all. You bring that to me in a strip club, I ain't fucking touching it. <laughs> There's no way. I could be starving to death. I will crawl to the closest Mackey's or KFC. <laughs> I don't care. But like in America, strip club foods are going to be amazing. Maybe that's where luck, lust, liquor, and grind are trying to change the, the narrative in this country. You never know. They're starting with the food and then they're going to slowly form into a, <laughs> into a strip club. <laughs> it's not the other way around, yeah? Let's start with the food first. Here's the plan, boys. We're going to nail the food first and then tits, yeah? Awesome. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. I kid you not, the logo is a fucking glittery pink star with the silhouette of someone pole dancing on it. Like, what? What You're is going me? on? I'm not kidding you at all. Like, what? I think it's part of a bar, but it's, it's still just like, what is what is happening? That's just mad. <laughs> That's just mad. It's fucking crazy right, place. Though. That's what they're doing. Food first. You know what? I said tits. How very un-2020 of me. Maybe it's dicks. I don't know. Maybe Could it's be. both. Fuck it. Why not? You, Cater for both cer- audiences. Certainly hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a takeaway. I want my favourite boy to deliver it. Okay? <laughs> I'll pay him extra. <laughs> You open the, the delivery person just starts like grinding up and you like, no, oh, no, you 40 quid. <laughs> That's entrapment. Yeah. It's actually a copper. We've been investigating that place. I, I, I tell you what, though, the, the geezer who delivered it, I could see him working at a strip club. Oh, is he a good-looking, good-looking boy? Well, I, I wasn't thinking in that capacity, but yeah, it was, it was perfectly good-looking. If he if you, if you wanted to strip, I'm sure he'd do all right, but he, he would equally look... Uh, look appropriate, you know, behind the bar, by the door, whatever. On the pole. <laughs> on, the, on the pole. Where he's a flexible man. He's a yeah. yeah. He'll do anything to to, to help the place succeed. <laughs> anything for those tips. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, Mike Kitchen is gone from the Florida Panthers. After <laughs> I swear to God, as you were talking at the end, yes. I was like, oh my God, am I going to fucking segue here? <laughs> here we here we fucking go. So we um, go. I was so excited to get that one out. Yeah, Mike Kitchen's gone from the Florida Panthers after it was alleged, and I guess, oh, I guess proven because he's gone. Yeah, allegedly proven, allegedly that he uh, he kicked a player on the bench during a game in January. They were playing the Wild, and a Panthers player threw a water ball. I guess because he was pissed off or something, and uh, and covered the kitchen in water and. You know, it's a fair point because water all over your kitchen is terrible. I mean, the floorboards could have rotted. You know, you might need a new floor, new cupboards, anything. What if you and hadn't seen? You could slip. Yeah, slipping, slipping hazard. You don't want people sleeping on slipping on the kitchen or sleeping in the also, kitchen either. Or really, especially when it's so either. wet. Especially when it's so wet. <laughs> and uh, there was somebody who quoted him saying, "This was not a friendly tap. This was a full blown <laughs> fucking." Danielson from the Karate Kid, fucking hiya, kicking the players back. On the strange side of this, it's only taken the Panthers eight months to come to this decision. And I'd like to think it's only taken them eight months because they did lots of interviews, maybe some DNA testing. You know, at some point, Mike Kitchen hooked up to a lie detector over a Zoom or something. I just don't think that's the case. I think maybe it didn't work out this year and they thought, how do we get rid of this guy? And somebody went, oh, do you want me to kick that lad? And they went, oh, okay, yeah. And that's why he's gone. Which, which is... I, th- I think you hit on something there because it does feel a bit like if they were actually going to fire him for the offence, they'd have done it at the time of the offence. Yes, Which is fucked up in its, in its own right. Especially after it was like a month after the whole fucking Bill Peters shit. Do you know what's interesting, actually, is that <clears throat> I wonder if... I only just thought of this. I wonder if Batman knew about this because he said, didn't he, after the Bill Peters thing, 
He said, we don't like being surprised and that teams will be punished if we are not told about these things beforehand. I wonder if they got told. So this goes this goes one or two ways as well then. So either the NHL knew about it and didn't do anything about it or the NHL didn't know about it and in theory they should throw the fucking book at the Panthers. Because if, if, the, if, the, if the Coyotes are being forced to play with 11 skaters next season just for fucking... Yo, doing a bit of phrenology on the side, <laughs> then fucking surely the Panthers should have to fold. Have to fold. You have to. They're, they're all right. being traded You're to right. Winnipeg. Yeah, they're all being they're all being traded to Winnipeg and Minnesota. I gotta say, well, I I know you, I know you've played sports at at least some level, probably a higher level than I have, because I've not that. played for fucking dog's age. But if some coach kicked me there'd be fucking fists flying immediately. And I'm not saying that I'd win that fight, because maybe I wouldn't. You never know. But I tell you, if fucking some coach kicked me, oh my God, that would be fucking it. That would be it. And and, and where, where the reports are, like, that it, was a, it wasn't a friendly tap. It wasn't just a little kick between mates. It was a kick kick. What if you'd fucking yeah, what I mean. done, like, done like, boy's like, ribs? Fucking kicked him. <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's fucking Sasha Barkov? And he do his rib. It's all right. He's out two weeks. Cost the playoffs. <laughs> he's unfit to play because he took a kick in the kitchen. <laughs> he literally threw the kitchen sink at him. <laughs> do you know though? <laughs> this this shows. This does show as we know how much like these players get fucking it, like some kind of Stockholm syndrome or something with these coaches. That that player got kicked and probably thought, oh yeah, I probably deserve that. I can imagine uh-huh. it. I Sorry, but the kitchen. Yeah. Surely, surely they should fucking. I'm not one for grassing unless it's like unwarranted physical violence, which this was. Yeah, I'm not one for getting into a fight unless somebody kicks me as hard as they can. Then I'll throw down. Checking, checking if you if you deck your coach while you're on the bench in a game, would you get a penalty? I just, I just, I thought then. I literally thought as you were going to say that. Then I was thinking, like, imagine if that player just got up and fucking grabbed him round the throat on the bench. I was like, no, I'm not, fucking, not fucking having that. Yeah, sorry, I'm not having that. You can fucking and like I said before, some players need like fucking yelling at sometimes. I get it, and I'm I'm the same. Like I, so there was times when I played sports, I needed a, my coach to fucking yell at me and tell me what I was doing wrong. That's fine, but you fucking hit me. That's it. Like it's on. Like <laughs> there's no, there's no. Oh yeah, maybe I deserved it. No, you don't fucking hit me. Well, have you seen that? Um, you must have seen that video of Alex Radulov who's in the KHL. Oh yeah, taking a fucking stick to his coach like. <laughs> great as it should be <laughs> as it should be I feel like that was a slightly different situation I think that was more like Alex can you please back check I was like actually no fuck off and die <laughs> no fuck off and die eat my stick fucking how dare you how dare you tell me to cover my man <laughs> in the defensive zone you fucking <laughs> worm <laughs> yeah it's fucked up though it's fucked up and, and yeah it should be we should be looking at severe sanctions to Florida or this is going to have been another fucking failure by the by the NHL. It's already a failure by the. They must have the told the NHL straight away and said it's been sorted out. Mind you, why would they? Why would they? But then if they did, that's fucked up as well. Yeah, I was going to say because like, right, if they did, then crack on, mate. Nothing. Yeah, nothing came of it. We're only just finding this out now. Or, or even even if this is what came of it, they're like, all right, you have to fire him at the end of the season. Well, no, get rid of him now. But yeah, fucking hell, getting kicked by 
fucking getting kicked Jesus. in the back. Jesus. I want, I want, uh, just because he spilled water on him as well. It's not like... A, you know up. what? If it was Ribena, I could understand it. Because, <laughs> like, you can't get those stains out, can you? That's terrible. <clears throat> or if it's like, you know, some, if it's like ketchup or something. Oh, mate. Trying to get ketchup out of a suit would be fucking horrible. It's just water. <laughs> It'll just dry in two minutes. You fucking dick. First of all, Jonathan Huberto, why are you drinking red wine on the bench? Secondly, <laughs> you fucking ruined my best shirt, you prick. <laughs> Quick, get some white wine. Throw that on him as well. <laughs> It'll clear it. It'll get rid of it. Back off, where's the white? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're all out of white. And that's when he kicked him. All out of white? No! It's white. It's only the second period and we're out of white, you fucking greedy prick. <laughs> yeah, that's why he got into a fight. All right, a couple of things left. A... Proposed class action lawsuit alleges that North America's most powerful hockey leagues are conspiring to limit opportunities for young players. I'm going to try and touch over this as quickly as I can because I'm clearly not smart enough to get into everything in depth here. But the claim is filed uh, by Kobe Moore, a 21-year-old player who has played for four teams in the Western Hockey League from 2015 to 2020. The NHL, WHL, the Q, the OHL, the American Hockey League, ECHL and Hockey Canada are listed as defendants and the suit alleges that defendants participated in unlawful conspiracy arrangement or agreement to limit opportunities for more and other Canadians to make a living playing pro hockey between the ages of 18 to 20. And it alleges that um, the defendants have created a system where the overwhelming majority of players will never reach the top pro leagues and basically are forced to stay in the lower leagues, so that there can be a financial advantage uh, to those defendants. Yeah, they're basically saying that the players in Canada don't have the same rights as a European player. So a Canadian player doesn't have the possibility to play in the American and East Coast leagues at 18 or 19, whereas a European player has the possibility to play in these leagues at 18 and 19. And European players can get paid like a proper wage, whereas these young players cannot. And it's also alleged that basically the professional leagues are saying to teams, okay, can you keep these players kind of in and around your league because, and then we will then pay you development money. So it's kind of benefiting all these teams that then they're getting money from the pro leagues, but it's not sort of finding its way to the players. So, so it's basically saying like Canadian players are being kept in junior for too long. Yeah. And they're, they're just, there's, you know, and on purpose, not because they're not good enough or, you know, like they've not developed well, but it's it's kind of like a lot of players are kind of like, why haven't I been given a chance to move up yet? You know, I'm I'm better than this guy or this guy or this guy. And it's, yeah, because you know, if you chance. if you're giving a 21 year old their first contract at the minor league level, it's going to be a lot cheaper than if it's their second contract. They've been playing since they're eight, they're 18, and they've yeah, proven exactly. they can they can hang. That's yeah. that's interesting. Like, players do I, get yeah, play because uh, players do get money for out of pocket expenses, equipment, billeting, and travel costs. Uh, in the CHL, but they don't get yeah, like they they like, should you know, be like classed as a living wage, basically. They should be fucking paid without a doubt. The thing, like, yeah, like it's, you it's said, the same, like, like it's the same as the um, college football in America, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. They should get paid if you're if you're providing a service, especially in, a, in an especially skilled well, any service, whether it's skilled or unskilled, that someone is making money off of. Then, um, yeah, call call me a communist, but you should probably be paid for that, really, shouldn't you? It is odd. It is odd that European players has like different sets of rules, isn't there? You would think the IHF would be kind of over in some way that okay, these are the rules. Wherever you play, if you're 18, 19, 20, this is what 
you're going to get paid kind of thing. Now, if teams can't afford to pay it, well, then fine. You, you know, you if you sign for a team or whatever, then you can't get paid that and you understand that. But it, it's kind of peculiar that there's one rule for one set of players and one rule for another set of players. The, the one that always exacerbates and really highlights the sort of um, discrepancies and unfairness of it for me is, is Julius Honker, the, the Stars draft pick. Because he, play, he played his draft year in the WHL. So he was drafted as a junior player, but because he was European, he was then allowed to go straight into the AHL rather than having to stay in junior. So it's not like he'd come over from Finnish junior leagues or whatever and then went straight to the AHL. No, he was he was effectively the same as anyone else drafted at the WHL for that year, but treated completely differently because of his nationality, which is is interesting. And and with this. With this lawsuit, like like you say, I don't understand it enough. This isn't my... I haven't researched it deep enough and I don't understand the laws around it and stuff. But on the surface, you're going to have to have some explicit evidence of conspiracy, aren't you? Not just like a fucking shared understanding, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, all right, this is how it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking unwritten rules. You're going to have to have a fucking email from Gary Bettman to... The king of the QMJHL saying, "Keep them boys in there because I don't want to fucking pay them." I think, I think, I think it's it's good that it's happening though because that still brings attention to the disparity between junior players and and young professional players, which is absolutely right. And if this then leads to some reform of of the sort of wages and and pay uh, afforded to junior players, that's fantastic. But crikey. I can't see this. You're going to have to have some serious evidence for this to go the way you want it to go. Yeah. And maybe this is why when we talk about the NHL getting all that money off Vegas and Seattle, where does it go? It's going to go to these, really uh, good. These, uh, these lawyers who are going to shark this up and uh, win, win out for them. Probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Last thing, speaking of, uh, speaking of Gaz Batman, as we mentioned before, he was in front of the cameras the other day talking about the start of the new season and what's happened in the playoffs and the bubbles and how they're kind of going around about doing things. And they said that they want to have the season started and done before June, which I didn't kind of understand. Jesus. Maybe he didn't say June, but he said he wanted it finishing as soon as possible. Now, June's come up because somebody made a fantastic point on Twitter. I cannot remember who it was, but Wyshynski retweeted it. They made the point that the Olympics is next year. And NBC has paid $1.5 billion for the Olympics. And they are not going to want to be running fucking Stanley Cup hockey games while the 100 metres finals are, are they? And I mean, God forbid the NHL ever end up on, on a secondary network. That'd be, sec- be terrible. Wouldn't that be terrible? I mean, God. Is it is a joke for you? What if it ended up on the golf channel? <laughs> I was going to say, imagine. shout out to the golf channel. Just imagine, be up in arms. But that's, but that's why. So that's why it would be for both parties. Why it would behoove both parties to want to finish because yeah, NBC but... don't want to have to go to NHL and say, "Oh, sorry, um, Golf Channel or fucking Frolf Channel." Who knows? And obviously, the NHL don't want to be kicked off. They want to be on NBC. I, d- I can't. I can't see that being that major an influence on. The structure of next season, especially if you're talking about getting it done by June, and we haven't even finished this fucking season, Jesus! Unless we're talking about doing like a a sixty-four game season or something like that. 
Even then, that sounds... Well, he said, he said, didn't he? He said he wants 82 games. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, there's no way. There's no way. So the, the the latest will finish the final next Saturday? No. Thursday. No, sorry. Wednesday the, 20, the 30th. So we're finished by the end of September. Yeah, the draft. The draft is in two weeks, just over. On like the 7th, isn't it? And then free agency starts on the 9th. I thought, no, they moved it forward, didn't they? It's the 4th now, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. I think so. Something like that. Although, the, I don't know, whatever it fucking is. But yeah, they say the earliest you can start is December. And even then, that sounds early, doesn't it? Yeah, pushing it. Really fucking pushing it. That'd be like a three-week off-season before training camps. Mate, I can't see it. I can't see it. Unless unless every game is back-to-back. <laughs> Oh, I mean, well, we don't know. We don't know how the schedule is going to look. We mentioned it the week, but maybe they do do that kind of, you know, okay, like you're playing these eight teams ten times or yeah, that, something that's like that. I don't know. Thing. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not sure how else they're going to do it. But it does. It does behoove them both to get finished because, and this is, you don't want to be. We talk about money all the time in TV deals. You don't want to be seen to be the reason why something's gone wrong or something's fucked up, mm-hmm. because then if the shit hits the fan you can say, well, hang on a minute. We lived up to our side of the contract. You didn't live up to your side. And I'm sure when NBC put the NHL on the Golf Channel, I'm sure they did something for it. I'm sure they fucking sweetened the pot somehow. A nice little under-the-table Brucey bonus for fucking Gaz and Bill. Like, I, I can believe that. I think the thing with that is, with the TV deal being renewed, I can't see him coming back to NBC. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. So by, by that point, what does it fucking matter what NBC does? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but you got to. Yeah, but here's the thing. Now you've got to hope. You've got to hope now that in this COVID-ridden era, there's a TV company out there that wants to pay for your rights. I'm not saying they won't, but I bet <laughs> seven, eight months ago, that deal that Gaz and Bill were eyeing up was going to be way more than they actually get now. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't think that TV money is necessary. It's going to be a boon, but it's not going to be as big a boon as it was meant to be beforehand. Did you know that uh, how much money will do you think the NFL will get if they complete their season? I don't know if you've heard this or not. If they complete their season, who, who's giving it to them? What ESPN or whoever it is? <clears throat> so all the, all the all the contracts and everything that comes around with the NFL, two hundred and fifty six games over the next four months. If they finish those two hundred and fifty, how much? Do you know what? Let's not even say the season because it's kind of misleading because it's only five months for two hundred and fifty six games. How much money would the NHL make? Wait, how much would the NHL make or the NFL make? Sorry, sorry, the NFL. Sorry, the NFL make. Sorry. Uh, Two billion? I don't know. Nine billion dollars. That's... (laughs) Yeah, I've got got, like no frame of reference for that though. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got... Yeah, that's a lot. That's a a fucking lot of money. But I don't know how much you get for an average season or, or whatever. Well, that's what they get. If it's they crazy, make sure their yeah. season goes as planned, they're going to make $9 billion. That's an insane amount of money. That's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? 256 games. 256 games. Jesus. Hold on. <clears throat> What's he got? Let me just do a quick, just a quick, uh, little quick maths. Nine. That's nine zeros, Will. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've, I've got it for you. Go, oh, my God. $35 million a game they make. They make $35 million a game. <laughs> and that and that doesn't mean matter if it's West Brom versus Stoke on a cold Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, 
That doesn't matter if it's... Well, it was literally this week, Cleveland versus Cincinnati on a fucking Thursday night. Oh, I bet, I bet you've got more people tuning into Cleveland nowadays than you did there. Cincinnati and Stoke West Brock. Yeah, I bet you do. Well, still, the point stands. $35 million a game. And that doesn't even take into account, obviously, things like fans and shit like that. That's just literally from TV. Oh, That's shit. Me. I thought you meant just in general from like fucking everything. Oh, no. So, the... $35 million for one NFL game on your television. Now, there are lots of local partners. And all this. It's, obviously, it's, and again, it's American. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not it's, the same it's, as it's over a... here. Over here, you have like, okay, it's either on Sky, the BBC, or ITV. That's it. There's not loads yeah. of like little regional partners that get specific games. Yes, it's, it's, not, it's, not it's, it's not on fucking ITV Stoke. Yeah, exactly. If it's Stoke West Brom, well, if you live in fucking Birmingham, that doesn't work because it's West Brom. If you live in Newcastle, you're still watching Stoke West Brom. No no, choice. If you live in Birmingham rather than West Brom, you don't get the game. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate, wrong postcode. Yeah. So it's not like that, obviously, because in America, obviously, it's different in America, isn't it? There's all the regional broadcasts. Yeah, you've probably probably got like 10 different fucking. TV channels showing that game. Yeah, and yeah. then obviously radio as well. There's obviously all the radio broadcast, all the radio hits. So I can see how it adds up, but still, $35 million a game. Just from broadcasting And you can see now why the NHL, even, obviously the NHL deal is way less than that, but you can see why they wanted to get it done. Like, they, yeah, well, let's fulfill this contract just in case so we can get this fucking money and get out of it. And and why they're worried about your two games next season. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even, even if it's like a third of that, what, 10 million a game? Fucking Jesus Christ. That's just mad. Just madness. It's a crazy world out there, Dan. There's a, a lot of people paying a lot of money for shit that we could never fathom. It's a lot of people paying a lot of money to watch loads of dudes run around catching an air-filled bag, which is basically what it is. Or hitting a piece of vulcanised rubber with a stick. Or uh, hitting a little leather leather ball. Or... Yeah, into a net. Throwing a fucking speckled little bobbly bobbly orange ball into a net. There's a great great joke on Frasier once when Niles is talking to Bulldog and Bulldog's like the kind of sports radio caster where Frasier works and he's like this massive local hero because he covers sports. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he he says something to Niles who's obviously, you know, super like high brain psychiatrist, no real interest in sports or anything. And Niles says, sports radio, I can't wait to discuss who hurled what bit of apparatus through another bit of apparatus. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it is. Like, it's so stupid that we care so much about sports, but... Yeah, it's a it's a conversation for a different time, but yeah, the amount of emotional investment that people can get out of an individual sports game is ridiculous. Not to say that yeah, like all oh, sports is the most meaningful part of anyone's life or anything like that, but I think most sports fans would agree that the ups and downs emotionally you experience in sixty or ninety minutes or whatever it is for a sports game, like concentrated, is far more than any other part of life. Certain things like childbirth and that, like over, if you're talking about things that happen with a regular occurrence, then yeah, yeah, and 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 especially when you when you factor in like the fucking sheer pointlessness of it all, (laughs) (laughs) like like an like an hour long sports game versus an hour long episode of a TV show. Yeah, because at the end of the TV show, yeah, at the end it might be a really good ending to a TV show, and you might be hyped up for next week's show. 
but it's usually that the last two minutes that gets you hooked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in sports, it's like the first 10 seconds, then the next 35 seconds, then you have a 10 second break, then it's the next 10 seconds, and you just like up and down all the time. And it almost doesn't matter what happens in, in a sports no, no. game. It's not, it almost doesn't matter, Will. It doesn't matter. There's no, no almost. It doesn't matter. No, I mean, I mean, like the content of it isn't gonna. Like, yeah, you can get a boring game, but if your team's still involved, you're gonna be like nervous whenever the other team goes on on the attack. Whereas you can get a really boring episode of a TV show, or a really boring film, and you'll get no emotional response out of it whatsoever. But yeah, that's worth nine billion dollars a year. So <laughs> That's a lot of money, actually. All right. Anything else from you, mate? Um, go to Devon. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty naughty. Yeah, if you're on the uh, on the west coast of Canada, if you're listening in Vancouver or something, just Come. take a little trip to the south coast of England. There, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a great time. Got a lot of hills. Um, got some nice seaside. Fucking yeah, what more could you ask for? There we go. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.